Aloha and good morning Maui and Lahui. Uh, o Clifford Naiole, no Maui Maiko Hana Paliku Vaehu. Born and raised in this Moku. Proud to be raised here. And um, I'm here to talk story with uh, someone who I admire. Kakahiaka no Ovao o Hukuao Pellegrino. Um, no Kamakani Kokolilio o Yehoio Waikapu Maeau. Um, from the gusty winds of Waikapu in the Navaiha region, and honored to be here with uh, Naiole. Oh. Opportunity to Valaau and Kukakuka, Piliana, what a life. I, mahalo nui. You know, my, I, I know you supported me in my uh, events at the hotel for many times, but I never got to sit down and really meet you because, you know, we're so busy running around, taking care of people and stuff. So this is an opportunity for me, you know. Like I said, uh, I grew up in Aloi of Apuaehu with my, my grandfather, Joseph Kia Naiole. And uh, for, for me, in those days, I, mean, I, I never knew the difference between being blessed and being rich. And my, my grandfather, he was blessed. He had everything he wanted. The lo'i, banana, he had the uala, job steers. He had all oh, big kind of white sweet guavas that was mm. really good. And, and the trickle of the water you'd hear, we'd play in the tar patches as I grew older. I got paid $5 a day for pulling taro and stuff like that. But he taught me some profound lessons. But, you know... Being young like that, and I never really did sink in until I became mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. older right. than who I am right, today. Right, right. For you, I see you as this younger generation, and so much ike that you have. Uh, how did you stumble, or how did you acquire your love for the lo'i and the, and the water and everything else? Right. Well, um, you know, I've, I think it just it starts off with my, you know, family roots. You know, knowing. You know, many generations ago, my kupuna came from uh, the ili of Halaula in the Ahupua of Wailuku, as well as Waikapu. Um, but my roots for a multitude of generations came from Wailuku. My mom was born and raised, you know, near Church Street. And, um, you know, same with my great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents on Vineyard. Um, and it wasn't till really, I started to you know, just depart from high school where I became really passionate about and began to learn who I was as a Kanaka. Mm. And those people that really help, you know, drive that, you know, force behind me. I, I, I say force because, you know, there, there, there kind of was a resistance maybe on my behalf because knowing that I wasn't necessarily raised with Olala Hawaii, raised in the Lo'ikalo, um, trying to bridge those, you know, family slash Hawaiian values with practice was something that, um, you know, I struggled with as, as a young Hawaiian. And just very grateful that I had two makua, you know, one who was Hawaiian, one who was Italian. Those two uh, married very well. You must have ate well then. Very well. <laughs> um, but those bo- both of those family values really uh, enforced um, my ability to, um, to seek out you know, who I was as a Kanaka. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had very fortunate that I had a multitude of mentors. But first and foremost, my parents were my, my first men- mentors. Um, and when it came to things with Aina and plants, uh, you know, Anna Palomino, who was, uh, you know, who is an amazing Hawaiian botanist, uh, you know, botanist here on the island of Maui um, for many years, uh, took me under her wing early on. 
and you know just you know took me up into the forest and shared her ek about propagation of native plants seeing things that i had never seen for 18 years of my life you know or if i did i never knew how to recognize yes, that yes yes um and just mentors that i had throughout college um you know my my love for uh, carving came from another mentor kanae keave um, from hawaii island um, who you know really embedded the importance uh, of of protocol and practice around mm. um, kalai and carving, whether it was stone or wood. But when it came to lo'i, you know, in kalo, it really centered around my experience with a multitude of kalo farmers from Waiahole and the Rapun family, from the Nakanelua in, you know, Wailua Nui, um, from the Toledos in Waipio Valley. Mm. So, you know, I, I can't necessarily say it was one particular person or mentor in that shape or form. But I was just, I feel blessed that um, I had these experiences in the Lo'i at an older age that helped shape my passion and, and um, drive today to, right. to perpetuate those traditional right. practices. For, for me, you know, growing up with my grandfather, um, all I saw was work. Right. And I saw hardy well, you know, we went to the back of the mountains to get what I call tea leaf trees, mm-hmm. you know, and bring back and... And, and, the, and the lessons I learned were, were very profound as a child because I remember playing in the forest and he would tell me, I'm out, I'm out. And me and my cousins would look at each other, what, 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 what are you so mad about? What are you so mad about? And finally one day he says, because you, you, you're making too much noise for the forest. Well, you know, we're kids. We don't know this stuff. He says, you got to listen. You got to listen to the mm-hmm. forest. The, the the wind gonna play the song and the birds gonna gonna sing and and the trees gonna dance for you and you're just destroying the energy and you know as I said yeah okay grandpa yeah 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 but it wasn't until I was probably 35 that I went through my cultural renaissance and then I says oh now I know what he meant by all of this now mm-hmm. I know and like I said he was never rich but he was indeed blessed and he tried to teach us these things. But, uh, you know, as I said, uh, it was work for us. Right. And even his children, my dad, my aunts, my uncles, they stayed away from the, from the lo'i afterwards because for them it was all work. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, it took all of their time, never having, like our days, we had extracurricular activities from school. Right. We had all these things. So it took away from them. So they, they distanced themselves from the lo'i. Is this something you would do... Um you know, after school, uh, when you went home, on the weekends, yeah. or all the mm-hmm. above? And with your all siblings? of the above, and in and, and, and the weekends especially, because we got to spend time at, you know, we all spent time at our tutu's house. Mm-hmm. And they always fed us well, and, right. and taught us, and we got to run around, and they, they used to live right next to Shima Poi Factory oh, over, over there, right, so right, right. we used to go over there for our treats and stuff, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was good fun growing up, but like I said, and then again, also, it was strange that him being pure Hawaiian, about six four, huge hands, you know. Um, he didn't tell us too much about being Hawaiian because in those days they were taught not to be Hawaiian. So he kind of stayed away from that. So you know how it is. There's whole generations mm-hmm. of, of, of Hawaiian-ness was bypassed. And thankfully to, as I said, a younger generation like you and others coming up, um, it's it's cornerstone. Right. It, it's it's growing and growing, and the awareness is is really growing. So I'm very happy to be a, to have been associated with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm really inspired by see, not inspired maybe as choice of words, but 
encouraged by the fact that uh, the younger generation is is fighting for the water rights mm-hmm. and they're, for, they're fighting for the right to be Kanaka as was. Well, and I think, you know, you alluded to something that um, I think that we all can appreciate and, 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 and uh, of our kupuna and that that idea and mana'o of silence, whether it's in the forest or just makahanaka ike, you know, ho'olohe meka pepeyao, pa'akawaha, nana kamaka, and it, that you know what you share is is so much of a um, a Hawaiian practice that sometimes you know we we don't even recognize right. it. And so that that maybe not silence, but you know what the thing your kupuna things many things that your kupuna taught you about just observing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. kilo. Look at what what we're doing in the forest versus like trying to talk about it. And the right. same was on the ocean when they look right. look look the, the the type of clouds that were coming in. Right. The direction of the wind, the tides, the moon, our our so-called farmers farmers almanac. I mean, we were our our people were unbelievably observant, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unbelievably poetic in their writing, with the kanga and everything else. So, what are some of the, what are some of those uh, memories that you have in not just with your kupuna, but but of your surroundings in Waihu, maybe some of your neighbors or ohana that were neighbors, or even like Shima Poi Shop, you know? And uh, like, you yeah. know a lot of people don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, and Shima Poi Shop was, has been turned into little small restaurants, etc. Mm-hmm. but they used to have the best fireworks in, 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 on, on, uh, in January, so we used to walk from my grandpa's house, <laughs> we get the fireworks and go back, and right. he used to have this big luau of all the ohana in his backyard, and, now I go to the backyard and look at the size of the garage and I say, how did my family fit in this garage? <laughs> I mean, but it was really cool because he, he had his uh, emu in the back and we would pick from the pork itself. Mm. You know, it would be on the board. Right, right, But right. it never used to spoil. And I would always watch him eat slow. He'd say, ah, more slow, more mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. He would just eat. And so uh, you, you watch these things and you go, you know, but, and, and you remember now. Right. Remember now, after these lessons have been taught and it sinks into you, so I so said we had we had some good small kid times, and you know today when when you go places and it says well what school did you go to how did you learn all this ike and I said I went to the school of hard knocks you know I just went to high school and that was it. Uh, but and you went glad. to uh, what high school did you go? Saint Anthony. Saint Anthony. All right, we got two Trojans in the house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's so it's it's great to see that our kids. You know, they go to yeah. Punanaleo at the right. age of three. Then they go to Kayapuni. Then they go to higher education, mm-hmm. and then they come back as politicians, lawyers, videographers, kumuhula, right. teachers, fashion designers. We're all coming back now right. as Hawaiian grounded. Right. So, and I look at you and. Uh, you teach? Is that is that correct? Yeah, I work at Kamehameha Schools uh, full time, and uh, you know I work with K through twelve and and staff and operations, and just very fortunate to be able to share, you know, what EK I have learned and continue to learn, you know, from mentors, from Ohana, from community. Um, but I want to I want to go back to you know Waehu. Yeah. And, okay. And because I, I you know Waehu is a is is a you know, a part of Navaiha, an area that, you know, I've been spending a lot of my, more than half of my lifetime now helping to protect on the stream and, you know, traditional ikalo, you know, kuleana cultivation. But, um, you know, I want to talk more about, you know, just the history of that place at that time. And, you know, some of your fondest memories of that place, 
um, you know, the the forest that you went to was it Upper Waihu? I up through the streams up to there. If I remember well, there was a big crucifix way up in the back there mm. too. In a, adjacent, uh, similar to the one that you see in um, up by the so-called yeah. monument, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. bigger I think. Wow, way in the back. And I always remember <coughs> the sounds of the vai coming down, and I really enjoyed that sound. And mm-hmm. that's why my kavai punahele now is is when I need to refresh, I cannot go up there because I so I go to up at Kepani Vai mm-hmm. again, part of the vai, yeah, and right. I, I enjoy that. But the neighbors were so cool. I mean, everybody was quiet. You had your dogs running all over the place. There was no such thing as leash laws. And mm-hmm. you like guava, you eat guava. You like right. you know, your casual opu, you go casual opu. And it was just a time of freedom and just relaxation. You know, nobody was, no one, no one had set their kapu yet upon their mm-hmm. their fence lines and all this other stuff. After your grandfather and your kupuna were still alive after you graduated from high school, uh-huh. and, and you went away immediately after you stayed, what was what did you do after high school? Oh, but that was <coughs> probably one of the biggest mistakes of my life is um, when I informed Grandpa that I was leaving and going to the mainland, and he looked at him and he said, you cannot, you hiapo. He said, towards Komanava, mm-hmm. your turn, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, no, Grandpa, I'm going to California. And I said something really low, low. I said, Grandpa, why don't we get rid of all these hard work and take Grandma on a cruise? Whew, I thought he was going to punch me square in the chest. <laughs> but he raised his hand like a fist and with, with the palm facing down. And he says, with my palm face down, I can dig the puka. I can dig my lua. I can plant the seed. I can water. I can pull the seed. Right. And then when I holding my hand and my, my, my palm up, I give to you. But you know, I was a wise little punk out of high school and went to the mainland. When I came back, I saw his scissors, I mean, his uh, uh, sickles all rusted, his rubber boots all full cobwebs. Mm. I said, Oh, Grandpa, what happened? What happened? And he looked at me and he pointed to me and says, Because you never fulfill your kulela. And that was the promise that at that instant I knew I had to do something. Yeah, I couldn't make it up in terms of lo'i, mm-hmm. but I'll make it up in terms of being Hawaiian in other ways. Absolutely. For you, I look at you, you're constant. You, from education to, 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 to rights and stuff. And what do you miss about that, that, that time when you were growing up, which is probably very different from my time? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, my, my fondest memories of, of my kupuna um, were uh, kupuna that... Um, you know, like my grandfather's sister. My grandfather passed away from Alzheimer's uh, when I was uh, just graduated from eighth grade, going on to high school. And so that was a difficult time for my ohana, being that my mother was an only child. Um, and so there was a lot of kuleana that was bestowed upon me to help care for my grandmother and my grandfather at that time, both who, you know, were in their 80s. And um, so I had to grow up really fast in that respect. And I think that helped shaped my my aloha for taking care of kupuna. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the questions that was in here was like, what was your first job? And um, uh, interestingly, one of my first jobs in high school was working at Halemakua. Oh, I was working wow. in the food service wow. uh, program though. Wow. <laughs> you know, so I was delivering meals. Um, but during that, you know, uh, one, one and a half years that I worked there, um, you know, I got to engage with kupuna there. Not just Hawaiian kupuna, mm-hmm. but all kinds of kupuna. And listening to stories, even if they were just short, you know, because I knew I had to get back, you know, to uh-huh. the kitchen and clean and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, I think that time with my, grand, 
my grandparents. Um, I was uh, kind of a, you know, I say the, the oops baby. I was, <laughs> my mom had me at, you know, 40. And so my sister's a lot older than I. And, um, and so in terms of my cousins of my generation, I'm the youngest, uh-huh. um, you know, and and so I, I didn't have as many, you know, second cousins, first cousins of that, that, um, mm. uh, that age yeah, of, yeah. of mine. And so I spent a lot of time with adults, you know, all of our family, Paina, um, you know, on our Hawaiian side or a Chinese side, it was always like I was the, I was always the baby, you know, uh-huh. running around. Uh-huh. But, uh, but I learned a lot, you know, and I think you know, those experiences really helped shape me, as I said, you know, my love for taking care of kupuna, all the way until most recently when, um, you know, I married my wife. She's a Ka'opuiki girl whose, you know, roots go back to yeah, Lanai. And her her grandfather, who also, um, you know, fell ill, you know, right immediately after we got married, um, he lived with us, uh-huh. you know, in Wailuku, in my gran- grandparents' mm-hmm. house before we moved um, back up to Waikapu. And... Um, you know, listening to his stories and listening to him, Olal Hawaii, um, taking us back to Lanai. So, our, you know, our, our honeymoon, we decided, well, you can't really go very far because you've got to take care of Gramps. So sure. let's, let's go to Lanai. Nice. And so the, the whole time we, we spent on Lanai, we uh, went around with him. I mean, you know, like my, my wife will always say, you know, Gramps is like a, like a wild billy goat because he, <laughs> he, even in his 80s and 90s, he could traverse uh, lava rock planes like I could never keep up That's with. That's from PNOP, from yeah. small kid probably. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, And so showing us petroglyph sites and just nice. the, the aina that he took care of, the native plants that he helped restore in Lanai. Um, and I just love that time with mm. kupuna, even if it wasn't necessarily my direct kupuna. Right. I learned a lot. Yeah, but, and you mentioned something about how they may have told you tidbits of stories and stuff. And I realized that every time a kupuna transitions to Paul, they take this whole library with them. Absolutely. So we got to open the chapters as much as we can right. and, and learn from them because after they're gone, what they have not related to somebody, it just vanishes into thin air unless they were writers, etc. Right. So yeah, that's, that's, that's <clears throat> great that listen to the kupuna, listen, you know, ask them to share with you. Yeah, because so yeah, there's this, my grandmother from my mother's side was pure Portuguese. Mm-hmm. But she taught me a whole lot more Hawaiian than my Hawaiian grandfather did. Mm. And I said, she grew up in the village of Kahokuloa, mm. you see, and then also up towards Iao, up there. But yeah, she taught me a lot. And, you know, from, and again, what they, they all used to live in so-called camps, correct? Yeah, right. the Chinese right. camp, Hawaiian camp, mm-hmm. Portuguese, mm-hmm. and the plate lunch came together. And then during that plate lunch, I'm sure they, exchange stories and stuff and so all these things got shared and they passed it down to the next generations because that's how we are we just a plate lunch when you moved back to maui um both your grandparents were were still alive correct yes and and, um you know how much more time did you have with them and not my my grandmom i probably had maybe about three or four years and then my grand my grandfather maybe about uh, eight to ten years maybe but he would always if I passed the house I would always see him sitting outside on his favorite chair or in the old Kauri shopping center underneath the monkey pot mm-hmm, trees he'd mm-hmm. be with his hat with his lipo with his couple bags whatever he would buy exactly you know and he'd sit there with all the rest of the kupuna talk story talk yeah, I story remember, I remember that. Yeah. yeah those are those are good times and 
Wow, that was the only shopping center we had, I think, in those days, mm-hmm. huh? the old Calgary shopping center. And your your tutu kane, Olala Hawaii, Oya? You know, he did. But again, he was kind of... Uh, of that generation. Then. Humiliated out of him. And he told me the story. And uh, he, and then I understood why he, he said always would say to me, after I asked him, tell me the story, tell me the story. No, you, you go to school, you mm-hmm. learn this, you mm-hmm. learn that. Mm-hmm. And then understood to, he told me what happened, and then I understood that you know there was a time when it was humiliating to be a Kanaka, but now is now is the time that our awareness of being Kanaka is is coming back, and it's a good thing for Alahui. It's yeah. a good thing. No more Hawaiians, no more Hawaii. You yeah. know, same thing for Aloha. So, I love you for all the good work that you do. I always, oh. I always. We say, oh, Hoku House, this and now, this is going to be a good one, this is going to be a good one. And so, yeah, I mean, you have your farms yes. running well, and you yeah. have students from what I hear are programs. Yeah, I mean, you know, with COVID, obviously, you, you know, we've slowed down and just a little bit more cautious uh, having groups. But, I mean, prior to COVID, we, you know, our Mahiaola bilingual, you know, ag education program, we were bringing upwards of a thousand kids a year. Wow. Predominantly from Punanaleo, Kulakayapuni. Kamehameha, um, and schools within the Nova'iha region, uh-huh, especially uh-huh. elementary schools and, uh, and middle schools like Iao, Wailuku, Wahe'e, Pumaika'i. But, you know, my, for me, it's it's always about just, you know, not, I don't know, I, I, I just feel like it, it is a kuleana for me. You know, whatever it is that I learn, I, I want to, sure. you know, I don't want to covet, I don't want to covet that. And I'm a per- perpetual learner. You know, uh-huh. like both my parents are retired professors. So it's Same like me. I constantly, you know, craving, you know, um, new experiences, um, learning new things. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's not about like, I'm an expert in this and, you know, right. I know everything and everything. But it's a more of like, you know, I'm just a perpetual student. Correct. Correct. You know? And how do we say sometimes um, many individuals tend to want to choose the kuleana. But then a select few, it's where the Kuleana choose them. Yeah. And when that happens, whoo, that's when, I don't know, it just comes as a natural. You, you really want to keep serving. You want to really want to keep learning. Absolutely. I was speaking to my friend. She's an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. And her daughter, I believe, come, goes to your to your uh, working experience on the farm and right. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So She was looking hard yesterday. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's great. I mean, yeah. and everything's connected. <clears throat> Maka Makai. You have your farms. I, I'm on the board for with uh, with Mokiha, and whatever happens at the top of the mountain, yes. it's going to affect the deep seas as right. well. Right. So again, that power observation for the Kanaka, everything has to be connected, and we always got to right. think that way. And I'm sure you come across the challenges all the time. Yeah. You know, how, how do you you know, you, you've been at the Ritz Carlton for how how long now? Um, as of Saturday, 29 years. 29 years. Uh, yeah. You know, please share, you know, maybe the, the, the beginnings of, you know, how you got there and um, just all of the amazing work that you're doing, not, you know, to bring community uh-huh. to that hokele. Well, you know, I, I, I remember driving to the hotel to sign up for a job. And as I'm going there, I'm telling to myself, honestly, am I sleeping with the enemy? Am I sleeping with the enemy? But then again, it, I found out that Kulana had chosen me because I was a student of Keli Tau'a, Charles Ka'upu, very disciplinarians in terms of hula and mm-hmm. protocol. Mm-hmm. And as walking around to the hotel, I'd see them place 
covers over our pahu to use as decorations, and they had planters and all this stuff. And I said, you cannot do this. You cannot do this. Mm-hmm. And eventually they listened. And then, you know, I got to be in the burial council. I got to care for our Ivi Kupuna out there. And it just got stronger and stronger and stronger every year. So um, I continue to be there. There's so much more that has to be done. That's ground zero for our people, for mm-hmm. Ivi Kupuna. Uh, it would always be, and I hope to have this hotel set precedent for the rest of the state to follow, which I think we're accomplishing. I really do. So, yeah. Um, you know, when I think of the Ritz, I, 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 the only thing that comes to mind for me, really, you know, besides the Evi Kupuna, sure. that Ernest, is you. I mean, you you have really made that place, in my opinion, I think the opinion and Mana'o of the community, what it is today and, and having that not just strong cultural programming and, and continuity, but mm-hmm. just the, um, the 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 feeling and embracing of just um, of comfortability. You know, just yeah. when people come there. You yeah. have to. If our people cannot feel comfortable in their own home, yeah, I don't care if it's a one diamond hotel or a five diamond hotel. Right. Um, that's a five diamond hotel. Yeah, it is a five diamond <laughs> hotel. <laughs> but I live on two premises there. Number one is you cannot have Arlington National Cemetery and Disneyland on the same property. It does not work. Yeah. And there are places in Hawaii where you can come to to expend your energy, and there are places that you can come to rejuvenate your energy and your soul. So we want to keep um, Honokaua uh, as 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 that rejuvenation point mm-hmm. to to focus not on the enjoyment of you know just the Disneyland right. atmosphere but Mai Tai right, sitting on the beach right. in the pool right, right but right. I want them to listen to the wind I want them to, mm-hmm. to to see every day there's a prescription for wellness from Marco Puna we have Makalua Puna Point there and stuff mm-hmm. too eh? right, right. so called Dragon's Teeth Dragon's by the guide, yeah. guidebooks please mm-hmm. not Dragon's Teeth right. but Makalua Puna but that's what we want to uh, focus upon is that we're we're special because nature has encompassed us there. That's the first lay that you mm-hmm. come to mm-hmm. when you come come there. And up at your farms and at Waikapu and stuff, you kind of have the same atmosphere because it goes up to the mountainsides, the water comes down. I mean, I look at that and see the mountains behind it and I go, wow, one of these days I'd like to make a trek back there just to see what it's like. Well, have you absolutely had, Have you been? Uh, yes, many yeah. times. And I'd... I'd would love to take you up into the valleys of. Uh, I would love to, but I think I'd have to have a helicopter the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. you know, if, if you could think of, I know this is going to be a hard question, but you know, one of your most profound memories in your tenure at um, at the Ritz, what, or, or maybe a couple, uh, what would that, what would that be? I, I, for me, I, I just kind of wrote it the other day and. Um, it was one of my first things where you know a group comes and they want this Hawaiian experience, right. so they want a Hawaiian chanter to come to the crowd to start their festivities. So, you know, the poo sounded, and I started my oli, and I was walking to the crowd. It was probably eight hundred people or so, but nobody was paying attention. They were just drinking, they were conversing, mm-hmm. and I'm doing my oli, and I reach behind the stage, and I'm a very upset Hawaiian, very upset. And I was fortunate this woman. Auntie Hulu Lindsay, she was the entertainer. She was, what's the matter? What's the matter? I says, oh, Auntie, I was doing my chanting. Nobody was listening. Nobody was listening. And then she says to me, well, who are you chanting to? Mm-hmm. And then I went, ah, oh, okay. Well, my focus was on them. 
Okay. Just like how their focus was on the drinks. Mm-hmm. I didn't focus myself on the intent and the purpose, which was to pray to our kupuna, right. to our akua for this. Naumakua. And so that was one of the most profound lessons is that in the hotel business, uh, you got to be true to yourself. And only by doing that, maybe we can make allies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're not just entertainers. We're not just servants. Uh, we, can, we are teachers and sometimes prophets almost. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's how it is. And same for you. You being in Waikapu. I mean, oh, the whole alone must come to you every day. Every day. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, that Makani Kopolo Leo uh, ah. constantly speaks to me and uh, speaks through my kids sometimes ah. <laughs> you know, to, to remind me, you know, yeah. to to remember the important things of Ohana and, you know, because we can all, all of us, we busy ourselves, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. with things that we, we love, that we feel not just compelled to do as, you know, uh, Kanaka, you know, trying to uphold our Lahui. But also knowing that you know the, the the simple and some of the most important things is is caring for your ohana Aye. and you know sometimes it's it's a it's a you know like stop being busy you know stop saying yes yeah you know, stop picking up the phone uh, yeah you yeah, know, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. stop responding right away you know but uh-huh. like have have the you know the time because you know I have small keiki you know they're five and and mm-hmm. eight. Um, and sometimes I just, you know, stop in my tracks and like, you know, I, I, I love this moment, you know, and I, I want to, you know, cover that forever, knowing uh-huh. that that's not going to happen. You know, they're <laughs> going to grow old and they're going to have their own path. And so now as I, you know, am educating others, I have to remember that I have to, that I need to focus my energies on Correct. And, and educate through you know the the ike that have been that has been bestowed upon me right. from my kupuna and mentors and and, and you, you're just following the story of Haloa, yeah. you know, and um, and that's like I, I was 35 before I formed my Renaissance, and I found the story of Wakea and mm-hmm. Haloa mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, explain to me how that what that means to you in terms of our nation and and and, and the caretaking <sighs> of our right. of our kalo. You know, when I think of Halo, you know, specifically Halo, Halo, uh-huh. Nakalau, Kapalili, and, that, and I, I think of, you know, what was given up to sustain us. Um, and so sometimes I think to myself, what, what do I need to give up to sustain the, the greater Lahui? And, you know, kind of what I alluded to earlier was like, is, is, is time, you know, time is just... You know, it took a long time for us to even yeah, get here today. Exactly. You know, um, because of of life and um, just learning how to slow down and and focus on the importance of why Halua and Kalo is so significant to us, and that is first and foremost to to feed ourselves and our ohana, which when we are healthy we can be a better steward mm-hmm. to everything around us, whether mm-hmm. that's our community, our extended ohana, you know, the jobs that we do, our aina. Um, and so if, we, if we're not healthy, we, we can't expect our communities to yes. be healthy around us, you know? <clears throat> yeah. and, and right now with, you know, everything that's going on with COVID, it's, it's such a, uh, a, a weird time, yes. you know, where, you know, we have, you know, history kind of repeating itself in, in, in terms of, you know, how we're getting through this, right. this period. Um, yeah. And so, 
you know, part of me is like, you know, trying to continue to, to ground, ground ourselves with who we are as a Kanaka in relationship to Aina and Kalo, but also the importance of how to maintain not just our physical um, health, but also our spiritual and our, our self, health. you know. Yeah. It's in our DNA, you know, right? We like to hug. We like to honey. Exactly. We like to, you know, it's exchange this, this wonderful heart, this wonderful mana between each other. But in these tumultuous times, it's like, oh, you got to right. hold back a little right. bit. The, right. the love has not diminished. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. the... The showing of this has is this is the one that you, uh, that separates us, Absolutely. but at the same time we really really got to stick together because we know our history in terms of disease and yeah. and, and and the depletion of our people right. and as it's foretold whatever happens to our kalo will depict whatever happens to our people. Absolutely, and it, it blows my mind sometimes how everything is. We have our tarot in the stores, the luaho we have. Taro chips, taro pancakes, taro flour, mm-hmm. taro everything. But I still see all taro people f- suffering. <clears throat> so I, I, I don't know what's happening on that. I don't understand it. But main thing to me is that people like you continue to strengthen the knowledge of how to, why to especially, and to pass on to our kids that the lepo is something good to get into. Absolutely. You know, playing in the water right. is something right. good to get into. And and, and, and that is absolutely something I struggle like at this exact moment. You know, yesterday was uh, a kukolu and, you know, it was uh, a pretty good time to plant. Sure. And so we had, you know, we harvested moi and we had some like wamauli mm. and some manalauloa. And, you know, we had our intern, uh, Izzy, yesterday working alongside of us. And, you know, anytime we're going to plant or kanu, you know, always make sure my girls are out there and you know and there one of them is like gung-ho boom right in the lobby or canoe you know the other one now is she's going to this phase where like i'll, I'll play in the water you know i'll pl- you know play in uh-huh. the lepo but i don't necessarily want to do the uh-huh. work uh-huh. and and i and i have to find i find myself trying to hold hold back you know and and being like you know this is your kuleana and i can hear like my kupuna mm. through me like you know you got to do this but it's like okay baby steps you know this is for for me this is uh this is not a reward you know but but a way in which i want them to appreciate th- sure. this experience and sure. so if she's playing in the lepo playing in the low you know not playing but just you know being in the low you're not necessarily planting you know it's baby steps for me mm-hmm. like at least she's there mm-hmm. at least she's in the surrounding at least she's observing right. what we're doing um and in time in time without you know being forced to you know, my hope is that she, like my older daughter, will will just you know naturally come into right. that space. And at the same time, <clears throat> whether it be working in the in the lepo of the lawyer or not, it could be using those images she has in her mind to create documentaries, mm-hmm. to create fashion using right. the, the the prints of the palapalai and the lehua and all these right. things. She's still grounded in Hawaiianess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she grew up in Aloi. And these things just accumulated in her brain and in her heart that, yeah, maybe she's not the one. That's Kano. Maybe she's right. not the one. At the same time, she's she's been but cultivating different cultivating different spirits yeah. from it, you know. And, yeah. and I think I give credit to our younger generation, man. They they started to p- really pay attention to all of this stuff, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. That is really good. Yeah. Um, you know, being that you you have 
many more years, especially you know at at the hotel. You know, uh, that's I mean, debatable. What, well, <laughs> I, I I think the community wouldn't wouldn't let you leave uh, so easily. Yeah. But you know, what what are your hopes? Um, you know, and and I don't know, say hopes and dreams, but you know, what do you foresee as you know the Ritz takes this next uh, mm-hmm. evolution mm-hmm. Uh, forward? Well, I, I, you know, it, it seems strange to say this, but I hope we keep taking giant steps backwards for mankind. Mm. You know, there's this always think back. Let's right. fill the sails from the canoes from old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, right. you know, like, um, we have a program coming up where, you know, I want to paddle a canoe. I want to paddle a canoe. Well, okay, we're going to do it in phases. First, you're going to plant the canoe. Absolutely. So we're going to go up to see Pomai up at um, mm-hmm. Pukukui and mm-hmm. plant some trees. Then you come back down, we'll have somebody from the Hui to teach you how to lash and to, to the theory behind the sails and stuff. Then the next day, maybe we give you your hoe and you can go out so that you can go paddle. So mm-hmm. I, want, I want the experience of being the Hawaiian. I want even for like, everybody's got hula dancing. Right. Everybody's got lay making. What was the foundation behind that? Yes, the so making the implement making. Yes, the so forest. when when the next phase for us is that when I'm enlisting some teachers to come in, where they gonna speak to the guests as they were spoken to in halau, mm. they will be taught like how they're the disciplines of being halau, so that they understand what is aha when you mm. first walk in. They gonna understand why, when, who, what, where lays for this and that and this and that. It's not just. I will put orchids on one lane. Right. You're complete. No, and I just hope that uh, that's the progress we follow. And again, for everything, there should be an, a, a Hawaiian person on board to advise in a sense that it doesn't go awry and it doesn't get cheapened anymore mm-hmm. and we become mm-hmm. just a Hollywood scene. Sure. And, um, and Celebration of Arts has really... Um, allowed you know these experienced experiences to grow in so mm-hmm. many different shapes or forms and you know how do you see that program you know evolving as well or continuing as as it's it's it, it will continue I, yeah. well as long as I'm alive it will continue um, that's my promise and it, it is there that's why it's held on Easter weekend mm-hmm. it's a combination between the Christian thought of rebirth and rejuvenation right. while the same for celebration the arts it was as I say, these kupuna, they lived their lives, but the greatest battle was in death, not in life. They mm-hmm. exposed themselves on a, for, on purpose for the rest of Hawaii to see, mm-hmm. and they were the the core. They were the ones that showed us that there was something to fight for, and it came to be that way. So for, for the Rich Carlton, <clears throat> I always ask that management listen, and that let us, the Hawaiians, run the canoe. You cannot have somebody in New York trying to navigate on va'a over here because mm-hmm. our, our, our canoe going hema akau, yeah. hema akau, hema or akau. possibly huli. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. And so that's my wish is that they, all corporations will listen first off. All corporations will have Hawaiians to, to guide them um, in the ways that are Correct in terms of ceremony, protocol, respect, etc. And shouldn't that be the standard? I mean, yeah. you know, not just at the Ritz, but I mean, in in all forms and of it is, the visitor industry. It is know. becoming that way because in 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 the early days it was an amenity. Mm-hmm. Today it's becoming a necessity. Why? Because Hawaiians are speaking out. So mm-hmm. to have this permit, to have this 
permission to 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 do something it's got to be real it really is and it cannot be real unless we have people like you who are being real right well, but but i mean at the same time um you know this this foundation that you set forth not just by your programming but just the overall anno that you bring to um to that place i, I would say it's really shaped um the type of interest visitors have today that that many you know still come to enjoy the mm-hmm. beaches and the Mai Tai, but they're, you know, whether we like it or not, there absolutely is um, a different type of visitor that's coming to that really Correct. wants a genuine experience. Right. And I think that's because of the foundation that you and others have set forth mm-hmm. in these spaces. They I have, want to feel yeah. Hawaii. They want to know Hawaii. They, uh, uh, and, and where do we, where yeah, do we play I, in I've, that? I've seen it. Changed a lot since nine, the occurrence of nine one one. It brought a sort of sensitivity to people, about family and friends. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, and I've, and when I have my classes every Friday, uh, sense of place and we show. Then there were none by Elizabeth mm-hmm. Lindsay, very mm-hmm. impactful film, yeah. and it always, it always brings tears to their eyes. And I say to them, I'm not here to scold you. I am here to ask your help. Because if you go back to your counties, your countries, your cities, your states, and you see something that could help our people move forward, email me, call me, because you may have answers for us that I don't have yet. Mm-hmm. And you can become allies with us. My job is not to make enemies. My job is to make allies. Even if it's one out of a hundred, that one person may have an answer for our nation right. that can help us to move ahead. Okay, you know? so, and of course, again, our Hawaiians can come to Celebration Yards and speak about things that are bothering them, mm-hmm. that, is, that is contemporary, as water issues, as Hawaiian uh, medicinal plants, availability of, uh, as, you know, just, um, <clears throat> you know, things going up on a mountain, etc. All these things are discussable, and it gives us an opportunity to come together mm-hmm. and listen mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. learn, and then find the answers, you know. On yours, yours is hands-on, you learn this, and then from there, you, I, even the silence of, the, of working in the lo'i, I think, works on what people's minds. Right. You know, it does. Right. So it inspires them. Well, you know, and today, uh, ironically, you know, with us being here, um, you know, we're celebrating um, indigenous, you know, mm-hmm. both language, culture, everything about, you know, indigenous people around the world of who we are as well and, and um, you know, how much we have to offer to, you know, the greater Lahuis of our world, but vice versa, you know. Would, do you have any experiences that you've had maybe through your work at the Ritz where maybe hosting another uh, group or tribe or indigenous mm. culture from another place that maybe that resonates with you? Yeah, um, two of them. One was that there was a group from uh, Japan mm. that came to pray for world peace. So they came to my presentation and I showed them the film and they all cried. So I took them down to the burial site and I was doing an entrance only to ask permission because I was going to take them on to Ahu to make their offerings to say prayers. Mm-hmm. As I was in my, doing my ole, someone walked through with a dog right through our path, right onto the burial site. And I continued my prayers and then at the end I said, excuse me, excuse me, you can't go in there. She goes, why not? I says, because it's a sacred place for Hawaiians conducting ceremony and protocol. Right. Her answer to me was, so why are you here? And I looked at her and I said, because I'm Hawaiian conducting ceremony and protocol. She said, she doesn't care and she walks away. Mm-hmm. So I waved to her and I says, have a wonderful day. Inside it meant something else. 
But I was very angered and I was very troubled. And I looked to the sky and said, Kupuna, what is my, what is the hope I learned in this? What is my lesson in this? Because I was ready to rage. Mm. But when I turned around, every single one of the Japanese nationals were crying because they saw it on film and they saw it in life. So they knew that these things were still going on. And so yeah. relevant. And, yeah. and at the same time, sometimes I got to tell Poi Kanaka. I got to remind them of their responsibilities because so many times we have caught them desecrating the site and they got to say, brothers, you cannot do this. And their answer is, why? We Hawaiian, we can do anything we want. I says, no, bro, you're Hawaiian and you can do less because the people on the eighth floor watching you now, they'll say, oh, that's a nice place to go bring our coolers and have a cookout. Mm-hmm. And it, actually, if your kupuna could come out of the island right now, would she pie you in the back of the head or would she give you a big honey? Okay, or something okay. worse. Yes, okay, Uncle. So they go down to the beach and do their thing, you know. So, do you get a lot of questions from your students about why, 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 why? Yeah, a, a lot of whys. You know, why do we do what we do, and why do we think it's still relevant? You know, to uh-huh. to practice this tradition today. You know, um, yeah, I get that from sometimes from visitors. I get that from students. You know, why why is being a farmer so important? you know, in 2021. <laughs> and, you know, the, the quick answer is, well, last time I checked, you eat food, I eat food, right, right. we all eat food. Um, where does your food come from? Um, but more so, like, how, how do we connect to Aina through our traditional food crops? And, and why is it important to, to bring life back to these spaces? You know, it's not just about growing kalo, but it's, it's the place in which you grow the kalo. Correct. Why and, and, and how kalo is you know, connected to vai and the importance of having water. If you don't have water, you don't have color. You don't have color, you don't have, you know, it's, it's, it's just one and the same. And, um, you know, for many of our haumana who are, you know, she's a, a, a lot more eleu, you know, in, in many respects than I was, you know, at, at that age, um, you know, I, I feel like they're very fortunate to, you know, to have speakers of Olala Hawaii around them, of having mm-hmm. classes that teach them about, you know, the trials and tribulations of our of our past. But it's also important to remind them of the relevancy of, you know, okay, taking that, that pain, that hurt, that, you know, just all of those um, rights that were taken away. Okay, now what? Because uh-huh. we have many of these back. Right. So what are you going to do? What is that kuleana that you are going to take? Uh-huh. And, you know, um, and choose that path mm-hmm. to ensure that we don't repeat or that these things don't repeat again. Right. Um, you know, we don't want to continue to be a statistics. We don't want to be, you know, a part of, you know, every, uh, you know, underlying yeah. health issue yeah. uh, out there. So, so what do we do? Um, and at least from our ohana and the kuleana that we have in our aina, we, we begin with food. Mm. And this is a controversial question. And I was asked this question. With the so-called hard work of lo'i, do you ever see it becoming something where it becomes automated to type of machinery planting and stuff like that? You know, every time I'm pulling weeds... Well, first of all, I always tell people, um, I, I, I'm not much of a farmer. I'm about 90% uh, weeder and uh-huh. 10%, you know, cattle farmer uh-huh. because, you know, with all the invasive species oh, that yeah. we have today... Uh-huh. Where you have water, anything and everything grows. Right. You know, the fact that we don't have, you know, many, we don't really have any seasons in Hawaii. So our weeds don't ever take a break, you know, and, and you know, vahia kamakao, right? You know, after, you know, I think the second or, or third lao that forms, 
you know, you don't go back into the lo'i. You know, there's this particular time that you weed. Mm. And I, I tell this to my homon all the time. When I say, if we just planted the huli and, you know, weeded once, you know, right before the second or third leaf, you know, formed and we walked away, we come back nine months, there won't be any kalo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It'll all be weeds. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand, you know, in, you know, 2021, how to find that balance of engaging with aina. But, you know, getting back to your your question of um machinery of machinery you know i think about that all the time um but it's it's so complicated because you have you know varieties of kalo that are eight month you have varieties of kalo that are 14 month you have some that can be planted closer together and so as much as i wish there could be a a, a some kind of system to to help maybe with the weeding mm-hmm. um you know i i I don't know how we would get to that point. And, and part of it is like, you know, as much as that would be, you know, that would definitely make things so much more efficient. Um, I, as, you know, comp- yeah, as, as a practitioner. Say, I, I, I love actually weeding. Uh-huh. As, as, as much as I, you know, when I first go in and I see the low ages covered in weeds, I'm like, you know, there's that, you know, just, uh, I don't know, just being kind of hoo-hoo, kind of angry about it because it's like, you know, I'm spending all my time doing this when I really want to do that. But once I get in the low and start to violate kana hele hele, um, it grounds me again. And it's and a cathedral. It's, it is, yeah. Um, and you know, it's exercise. It's a peace of mind. It's a time to just think about you know everything right. that's going on. You know, mm-hmm. just not only within your circle, but you know, in the the, the greater world. And right. um, and it, you know, honestly, the loi saved my life. Yeah, because I had gone off on a on a path that was. Not a up away of Pono. And so for some reason, I just sought out someone with Lo'i, and, and I met um, Kahulain's mm-hmm. known in that time. He had Lo'i out at Pokukalo. Okay. <clears throat> so I said to him, you know, can you help me? He says, yeah. Go clean that patch over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. Take a week, pow. Okay, I pow. Now you see a lot of patch over there? Go clean that one. Yeah. But as I got my hands dirty, as I got my, as my mind started to go clear, I could see n- not the error of my ways, but the ways I needed to correct things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think like that, that that's, that's your cathedral. That's right. where you, you pray, and you don't even know that you're praying at times. But you know, this next generation, it's like they need to understand the purpose behind the reading. <laughs> it's like yeah. everything has to be, you know, er, you know, everything's like, you know, this new generation, you know, millennials or whatever you call right. them. It's like everything needs to be like rationalized, you know, rationalized, right? Yeah. You know the why. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, part of it you got to pay your dues, but the other part is just understanding how systems work, understanding how to weed, why you're weeding, the 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 time that it's good to weed, the time that it's not All good right. to weed, mm-hmm. and so it's like exactly what you shared. The rationalizing because it's always they're always questioning you. Yeah, you know why gotta <laughs> why gotta do this? I thought kalo farming was about planting and harvesting and cooking and kui and I'm like. That's that's, you know, we'll we'll get there, uh, uh, but in the meantime, we need to go through the basics right. and and really understand the practice uh, and, as a whole. And a lot of a lot of schools come to you know our, our hotel to learn things for career day or mm-hmm. whatever, but always we 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 relay back to them says there may come a time, <clears throat> and this time maybe soon, where the most valuable people on earth will be the medicine men, the farmers, the gatherers, the hunters. The, the those that that's the scientists, mm-hmm. the observers, they will become the most valuable people on earth. 
because you know, I grew up eating manini mm-hmm. and whatever. We can mm-hmm. eat the small bones off of the fish. For some people, if you don't put the word fillet in front of the fish, they cannot eat that fish. Aye, aye. You know, so we've learned all these intricacies of survival, unbeknownst to us. It's it's there. Mm-hmm. It already is. So, I find that really really amazing, and and I'm I'm hoping that uh, these kids will take the way of the medicine men and 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 the farmers and the gatherers and and the hunters and stuff. And you know, I see kids coming out and they're proud. Hey. Uncle, look, I got some venison for you. I got a pua for you. Take mm-hmm, this or, mm-hmm, or pihi or even limu. And you know, that's another story in itself is the, right. the propagation of limu now. It's Absolutely. like, oh, it's it's sad. But we're learning, I think. And we yeah. Are. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, 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 the fact that we had all these questions, but yeah. we never... Um, well, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, this is exactly how it should have been. But there was one question, just one that uh-huh. I wanted to at least ask. Um, because... Uh, I don't know it just kind of resonated uh-huh. uh with me and and that is number 44 which actually is my lucky number so <laughs> it's all like oh perfect question you know um how would you like to be remembered naola in in the time that you've spent here and con- will be continuing to spend i would like to be remembered as a servant um for me to walk as a servant to our people is way better than to stand and boast as a leader. I just want to keep learning and learning and learning and sharing as much as I can with the approval of my teachers. Mm. So, yes, if I can set programs in motion that can be uh, followed as a, as a model for Lahui or for the state, for corporations, yay, I'll, 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 in Po, I'll, I'll smile. Um, and that's, I guess, that's what I want to do is I just want to keep serving. I just want to keep learning from so many people and I don't care what age they are. A child six years old can say something real profound to me and they'll go, wow, that's mm-hmm. nice. Okay, I'll always mm-hmm. remember that. And the same for you. Same question for you. What is it that you... <sighs> I don't know if I can answer that question yet, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, I, you know, at least in this point in time, um, I'd like to be remembered as a as an advocate, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, especially around, you know, just right now in the in the heat of it of all with Nova'iha, you know, we had a final decision that came out, you know, two months ago after 17 years. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and yet the work is just beginning. Yeah. Um, and there's still so many challenges, um, you know, from access to Kuleana water to access to stream water, access to just overall, you know, I know that can be utilized and restored for cultivating kalo. Um, and, you know, the mentors that I've had in the last 17 years, especially around Vai, whether it was from kalo farmers or our attorneys or, or just other educators, um, you know, I, I feel, again, like it really is a kuleana of mine to, to advocate for those that, um, that, that need that help and mm-hmm. access to Vai. And to navigate this really convoluted system that we're right. in today, um, I'm still learning how to navigate through it. But you know, over the last 17 years, I feel a lot more comfortable and and feel a little bit more comfortable with um, mm-hmm. helping others. You know, right. ensure that their rights are are protected, um, that our aina and our resources are stewarded properly. Mauka tumakai. So right. I think at this point in time, you know. Uh, I, I feel like I'd, I'd like to be remembered as someone who 
you know, speaks up for our lahui, mm-hmm. um, advocate for others and 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 their rights. Cool. You know, I use the uh, the the uh, tenacity of the oopu. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandmother used to tell me they used to catch oopu by the pounds yeah, before. Right. Now, you know, we see unfortunately some people taking advantage of the repopulation right. of the opal and they're wiping out yeah. years of work that yeah. was done by other people but look at the, I, I never knew that they had to go downstream to come back upstream mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they use their gills and stuff to make their way up up into the streams so I said to myself wow okay Kanaka if you can be like that if we can find any trickle of water any chance that we have the opportunity mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. move ourselves up yeah. I think of the Opu as fighting his way up, right. all the way up there. And I think about, when you say that, uh, the visual that comes to mind is both Kahoma Stream and uh, yeah. Wailuku River. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because here you have uh, a stream and a river that almost 50% of uh, of it has been channelized and, mm-hmm. and cemented over. Mm-hmm. And so that water heats up. The springs yeah. that allow it to, the water just gushes right through, you know, because it doesn't allow to meander around Pohaku that were there in its natural stream bed mm-hmm. and yet the O'opu the Hihivai our Opai are still able to thrive right. uh-huh. in those spaces and so you're right I mean that's a great metaphor of, of you know how we as Kanaka need to to think and feel and, and to act upon it and you know to not just care for this but to remember that you know just even with the challenges that we face we can still um we don't just have to survive here in Hawaii. We can we can continue to thrive again. Correct. Yeah. We we just gotta take everything into account. Yeah. Because everything's finite here, right? right? Our land, right. our water, our any natural resources, our, our ocean supplies. Everything's finite, and it's we don't want to come to the point where there's no place to go but up, yeah. or for local people, no place to go but out. Aye. And that is very troublesome. At the same time, you know, we we got our battles ahead of us, my friend. Absolutely. You know, and I hand it to you as, as I said, the that the the ones that the the, the Ike that that's that's younger, more energetic. For me, my kid was saying, ah, time to go fishing. <laughs> so I appreciate all yeah. that you do. All no, that you do. No, I don't. No, I Mahalo no keia hui ana mai. I appreciate this time just to learn to learn from you all that you have done um, and will continue to do for our community our lahui and and honua the same admiration for you because you got a lot of hard work and a lot of times to come my friend mahalo mahalo nui eola eola aloha